In this video, we're going to explore how management in a society of professionals can really be made to work. The clip opens with an example of fabulous management, fabulous coaching that was done to me earlier in my career, and contrasts with the sorts of management that we often see inside professional firms. I joined the Harvard faculty as you know, assistant professor. I'm not joking, I'm convinced this is a hiring mistake. Right? You know, I mean, I'm pompous now, but back then I promise you I wasn't as pompous as I am now. And I'm not in performance maximizing mode, I'm in don't get found out mode. <laughs> I'm not building for the future. I'm just trying to get my work done, i.e. in that case teaching, and stay out of trouble. And they leave me alone for a little while. And after, I think it was about six months or so, there's a knock at the door. I opened the door, my door, and there's one of my senior colleagues. And he says, David, you got a minute for me? <gasps> sure, come on in. He says, such a pity we don't have time to speak to each other. And by the way, listen to this story. I'm going to ask you to interpret it later when I'm finished of what he did. He said, such a pity we don't have time to talk to each other. You know, I just thought, if you could spare me a minute, you don't have to dash off to your class, David, do you? I said, no, I've got a minute or two. <laughs> he said, tell me, you know, just let's catch up with each other. What's your research about? <laughs> yeah, and he knew I wasn't doing any research, and I knew I wasn't doing any research, but I mumble and stumble, and I say, talk about, well, it's early yet, and you know, I really don't want to commit myself, and I'm thinking about a number of things. And I babble on, and eventually the phrase escapes my list that maybe one day, professional firms might be interesting to look at. And he goes into thought mode. Have you seen Columbo? Remember the TV series? Okay, this is literally, if you want to know how to be a great practice group leader, don't read any of my books. Just go back and re-watch Columbo episodes. Okay, because the trick of great practice group management is get the other guy to confess without you ever having to accuse him of anything. Right, you remember Columbo? That's exactly how he does it. So, yeah, when this colleague of mine says, Professional firms, huh? He says, you know what, David? That's not a stupid choice. <laughs> he says, now you mention it, you're probably right. I don't remember anybody focusing on that. There's, you know, there can't be much around. He says, what a clever idea to choose something that you know, nobody else is specializing on. Well done. He says, let's not fool each other. There's going to be a lot of hard work here, but you know, get a real shot. He says, tell me, what subjects do you plan to research with these people? <laughs> and for the first and probably the only time in my life, I was speechless. And I literally couldn't say a word, because of course I had no idea. And I will never forget to my dying day his exact phrase. He said, I can see you haven't thought it through completely. He said, but you know, I've been around here a long time. You know, I've met a lot of these professional firms. So, you know, I know a few of them. He says, I you know, hear them talk. Let me pass on to you, David, some of the experiences I have. You know, meeting with these lawyers and accountants and consultants. You know, let me share with you the issues I hear about in case any of them are interesting to you. And he shares a bunch of issues. Now, real world here, don't let me you know, tell an inspiring story. I hope you're with me. Real world, 
you got no choice at this point, right? You have to pick one of those issues. So I say to him, again, hedging the sentence, I don't commit myself too much. I say, well, you know, it might be interesting to look at these issues with those firms. So he goes back into Colombo mode again. He goes, oh, very interesting. He said, David, the more you talk about your plans, the more excited I get. He says, I can see it now. Again, don't let's underestimate here what's involved. This is a lot of hard work. But I can see it now. You're going to make a name for yourself. We're going to be proud of you. You can do this. This is great. Tell you what I'll do for you, he says. I'll have my secretary bring down a typed list of the names, addresses, and telephone numbers of every lawyer, accountant, and consultant that I know. And feel free to call them, David, and use my name. Tell these people that I suggested you call. And then he looked at his watch, and I promise you this is not an exaggeration, that was the entire conversation, word for word, real time. Four minutes. He said, David, I wish I could stay. It's so enjoyable having these conversations. It's so nice to see a young professional begin to bloom. But I wish I could stay, but my duties called me away, and he left. Now, I'm serious. Within 10 minutes, 10 minutes, his secretary was at my door with a typed list of names, addresses, and telephone numbers of lawyers, accountants, and consultants. And again, don't let me be an inspiring speecher. Are you with me? You have no choice. There is nothing you can do at that point except call those idiots. <laughs> and of course, they turn out not to be idiots, and they turn out to be really interesting people. And the next thing you know is I've got a career. Am I making sense? So here's what you've got to do, some of the work in this. Let's see if we can analyze this together. I am literally not exaggerating. I'm saying that's how you do it. And what I want you to analyze is what did he do? What was it that took you know, this person, me, with potentially some capabilities, we don't know yet, and got me on the path to trying hard and you know, seeing whether I could actually pull it off, what were the key elements of his approach? Anyone help me start making my list? One aspect of what was it that he did that made it work? Yeah. Whose enthusiasm? His enthusiasm for Right, let's put up about that. It was his enthusiasm about me. In other words, see if you agree with this. If he had come in and critiqued me, right, yo, this is where you're underperforming, David. Let me tell you why you're a loser. It would have been valid. I'm not trying to say I wasn't losing. I am trying to say that the worst way of getting someone turned on is to point out where their flaws are. Human beings do not function that way. Yet law firms are designed to do annual performance appraisals and let's tell you what's wrong about you all. Right? We put in place practice group leaders whose sole skill is to tell everybody what their weakness is and why you are an underperforming partner. And I'm not saying that's immoral. I'm saying it shows a profound lack of understanding of how human beings work. Right? You want me to get going. Find a way to take the sting out of the criticism. Am I making sense on how you and I work? Right? 
So you know, part of what made it work is he was reminding me without actually saying it that I could be doing better. But are you with me? He was working hard not to have to say it. Are we saying the same thing? Okay, so I'll write down the phrase. I'm obviously leading the witness a bit here, but you're used to that. Is he worked hard to help me save face. If you want me to change, don't confront me. What else can we say about what he did and why it worked? Anyone? Yes, sir. Right, what is, let me think it was my idea or it was my idea? Okay, but no, let me, can I corrupt your thought? Is some comment, everyone hear the point? The question is, whose idea are you trying to get somebody to pursue? That's the point. In other words, I'm just going to take your idea, corrupt it a little, keep me honest, you keep your notes in the way you want to. Okay, I'll keep my notes in the way I want to corrupt your thought is if you can get someone to choose their own goal, their goal, not yours, then you get what in my family we call nagging rights. Right, if you've got someone to choose what they want to achieve with their life, then you get permission to come by a week later, a month later and saying, that goal you choose for yourself, how's it going? Right, and you can follow up without being an ugly brute. But if you're trying to give somebody else saying, this is the goal you should have, because that's your duty to the firm or whatever, then every time you follow up, you are being a demanding, obnoxious person, and we will burn you in effigy. Am I making sense that part of the skill and the art here is you know how to conduct a conversation so you get someone to give you their goal? And that's part of what he did. Remember, it's a large mixture here. It's one part. What else can we say? What else did he do that made it work? Yes, please, sir. Right. This was empower. How did he empower me? Could you please just you know, give me the specifics of what you think that means? Yeah, I, I might need the microphone. Could you talk a little bit louder, please? Yeah. Let me write this down in red ink. Where's my bloody pen? He did something that is completely unknown to law firms. Screw empower. That's too academic. I'm sorry for the bad language, but the bastard helped me. And if you go to the average partner in the average law firm and say, does anybody around here help you succeed? The answer that the average partner gives is no. And I'm sorry, that's not me making rude opinions. I do this for a living. And I ask partners, in this law firm, does anyone help you succeed? And the answer is no. Management in this firm is like what my nun, my, my sister, excuse me, my wife, who was raised in Catholic school, describes as nun with ruler. Management is, does, sees no obligation to actually go out and help anybody. Management is we keep score, and the minute you step out of line, we wrap you on the knuckles. And again, test that against your sense of what works on you. Take this morning's theory. You want me to actually achieve more. The answer is don't show up in my office telling me what I could do better unless you figured out a way to help me. Because if you don't know how to help me, stay the hell away. And again, that's not a moral point. It's just I'm not going to give you influence. Right? Unless you pass a similar test to this morning, because we're still talking about human relationships, you show up in my office to tell me I could do better in my, you know, 
contribution to the firm and my performance. I am only going to have one question on my mind, and that question is, why are you here? And like this morning's test with my dentist, the question is, you, there are only two possibilities. You are here because you're actually trying to help me succeed. And if I believe that of you, my practice group leader, my managing partner, I believe you're trying to help me, then I hope you're still with me on the logic. I will actually listen to you. I'll engage in the conversation. I won't accept everything you say, but there will be a conversation. And you'll get, i.e. the firm will get, the benefits of my greater efforts if I believe you're here to help me. But if I believe, as is true of most practice group leaders and most executive committee members, you're not interested in helping me. You're here because the firm wants higher, you know, per partner profits. The rainmaker's going to quit unless we beat everybody up. Then, quite honestly, if you're here not to help me, then the likelihood that I'm going to engage in a serious to and fro in a conversation goes down. And your degree of influence over me goes down. In other words, without trying to be idealistic and moralistic, the answer I'm trying to give to the question of how do you motivate people, which is people respond if they think you're trying to help. People hate it if they think you're trying to be a boss, a cop, a nun, an administrator. Management is not what you have been heard from the consultants for the last 20 years. Management, by the way, is not what they taught me at the Harvard Business School either. Now, this is very sad. I love the school. I'm very proud of you know, my history. But I have to tell you something curious I found, which is I have every business degree the planet has to offer. And I left that education realizing that I knew a lot about business and nothing about managing. Everybody clear about the difference, potential difference in those two words? Managing is about interpersonal influence on people when you have conversations with people. Simple point of fact, do they actually leave your presence more turned on and do they in fact achieve more? That's managing. Most people in executive and managerial positions in law firms know nothing about managing. They've learned a few business lessons like cash flow management. But that's business and it's important and don't neglect it, but it's not managing. Managing has, turns out, and listen to this sentence, sorry I'm getting carried away now, but this is very important. This is people's lives we're talking about. Managing, it turns out, has nothing to do with IQ. It has nothing to do with intelligence. It's literally zero. Management has nothing to do with rationality. Management is purely an interpersonal, social, political skill, which is do you know how to talk to people so they get excited? And it is not the test of, are you right in your advice? Many practice group leaders think their job is to come into another partner and be correct about how the other partner is doing it wrong. And they probably are correct. I'm saying they probably are you know, smart. But in point of fact, does that work? And the answer is no. Coming in and pointing out where the other person is stupid is not a well-known method of getting them to respond positively. In other words, we're appointing the wrong people to managerial positions. The implications of this video is that you must think through what kind of managing do you really want to take place in your firm and how are you going to ensure that it actually happens? How are you going to select for the right kinds of managers who are interested in doing perhaps some of the things we talked about here? How can we provide the right incentives for them to have the time and the interest to do those things? 
You probably have in place good business management in your firm. The next challenge is how can we have well-managed firms? Mm -hmm.